2: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long
1: as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be
2: assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we do. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with power. You're listening to the Voice of the Future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh.
0: Hello. And welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, our phone number, 57-GOP-JOSH-7. That's 574-675-6747 is our number for you to leave a voicemail, to talk to me, or send a text, and we can have you on the program. Uh, support the program for as little as $3 at patreon.com slash P A T R E O N patreo com slash Josh, And we are Glad to hop in with you all today. Joining us next segment is the one and only J.R. Majewski. He is a former congressional candidate. He is the great base friend of mine. Uh, Saw him in Bedminster with President Trump. It was pretty epic. Um, And he's joining us to talk about his vindication because he was lied about by the media. The media slandered his name, tried to destroy him. Um, And he joins us next segment to talk about that and how he was vindicated. And, And fun fact, he didn't actually lie about what they said he lied about. We'll get into that here upcoming, Um, but let's first hop into this opinion piece I read over the weekend from the Washington Times. By the way, I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend. I know I did, had a great time, went down to see Big Muskie's Bucket um, in McConnellsville, Ohio. Pretty, pretty epic uh, day. So the MAGA mugshot momentum, as Kimberly Guilfoyle wrote, more signs Americans are ready for a Trump comeback. And that is from Kimberly Guilfoyle. The mugshot was designed to embarrass him, but it's already backfiring. In classic Donald Trump fashion, the Republican frontrunner and former president again flipped the script on Democrats, took control of the narrative, and turned the left's latest feckless political smear into a rallying cry for patriotic Americans nationwide. Uh, The mugshot, along with Mr. Trump's spectacular return to X, formerly known as Twitter, marked a sharp shift in energy and a profound pivot in political calculus. More than ever, this election feels like Donald Trump's Act Three: The Art of the Comeback. Uh, donations are surging, poll numbers are rising, and support for uh, is growing for Mr. Trump's historic reelection bid. All while he must combat one corrupt witch hunt indictment after another. And that's enough of the piece for now. Um, but she's absolutely right, right, Kimberly Guilfoyle, obviously um, dating the sons, or the, the dating the son of the president. So, but she is absolutely right in this regard. Um, the people are tired of political persecution, and we have never once seen a politician in America with quite the the persecution, that, that to, to be frank, that Donald Trump is facing, right? We haven't had someone who came down an escalator, and since the day he came down that escalator and said he's running for office, that he's been the enemy of the state. As soon as he he came out on election night,
1: sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. They began
0: investigating him and trying, and actually before that, uh, investigating and trying to destroy everything about him uh, because they're so afraid of him. They're afraid of having a president that actually cares for the American people, um, and so they're trying to arrest him and indict him and, and embarrass him by putting this mugshot out. Fun fact: the mugshot's based. Right, I really enjoy the mugshot and I think it's a great picture. Um, I'm very excited to have the t-shirt. I'm waiting for it to come in. And the amount of Americans that aren't even pro-Trump or weren't pro-Trump before this all happened, the amount of Americans that weren't really that big on whether or not Trump was the president, right, those Americans are buying the t-shirts. Those Americans are flying the flags and putting up the posters and posting the photo on social media. Those are the people that are actually promoting this image of Donald Trump. And he took it seriously. He looked in the eye kind of tilted the eye down puppy dog style uh, to to be frank and made it look epic. And that photo is truly going to be in the history books for a good reason and it's really going to come back and we're going to look at it 30 years later down the line. I'll, I'll be um, talking to my kids at the, the 30 years down the line hopefully mm-hmm. um, and saying, you see this picture? This is a man who went against the deep state, who went against the uniparty, who went against those in power, who went against the A.D.L.? went against the Democrats and the Republican establishment together. And they arrested him for it. And they took him down for it. And they tried everything they could to destroy this man's life. But he stood strong in the face of diversion. He actually sounded incredibly happy on uh, Greg Kelly on Fox News the other night, after the night after the indictment, right? Absolutely, absolutely incredible man. He's so strong. He's so passionate, and you can tell he's in it for the right reasons. All right, you can tell he's actually trying to, to care. Right? He's he's not trying to care, but he actually does care. He's trying to save this country. And they made an enemy out of the man. They really have. Um, so, I encourage you all to read the rest of the piece. It's in the show notes linked below. This isn't sponsored. I just honestly want to um, tell you all about it. Also, Ron DeSantis loses more altitude in national polling from NBC. Uh, the former president, Donald Trump's ascent to the national poll since his first indictment of arguably the most important story in the Republican race. Um, so, uh, Trump held a 24 point lead in April. Now it's a 46-point lead over Ron DeSantis. And people are saying this is still a race. Right? They're having the fake debates. I don't even know when the next one is. They're having the the Secretary of Transportation debates. Uh, no one cares, by the way. People aren't talking about these debates in public spaces. Everywhere I went, they were talking about the Trump-Tucker interview because that was a, a lot more bigly on the ratings and actually more important because it's a conversation with the real Republican nominee. Um, DeSantis' support has almost halved uh, since April. He's down to 13 from 24. Nikki Haley's down 3. Vivek is down 3. Chris Christie is... or no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading it backwards. DeSantis is, is down 12. Or down... No, down 11. Nikki Haley is up 3. Vivek is up 3. Chris Christie's up 3. Mike Pence is up 1. Tim Scott is down 1. Asa's up 1. And Doug Burgum. Has no standing whatsoever. Uh, CNN seeing sort of similar uh, trends. Donald Trump is up 4. Ron DeSantis is down quite a bit. Nikki Haley's up a couple. Vivek's up quite a bit. Chris Christie's down. Mike Pence is down. Tim Scott is down. Um, Fox News has Ron DeSantis losing 12 points. Uh, Nikki Haley losing about 3. Vivek up 11. And so you can see the path is clear. And it's it just shows that there's no other person in this race that's going to be nominee, uh, the nominee for for president from the Republican Party, um, than Donald J. Trump, and anything else is embarrassing and it's a joke. And the fact that we're still considering this is just, it's a shame. Um, all right, friends. So we'll be back right after this. Uh, we've got a funny article we're going to talk about here after the break. After we interview Jeremy Juski so politico asked candidates their favorite songs so we'll we'll go through those um, but we'll be right back after this here on the program this is the conservative crusader stay tuned next for our interview with J.R. majuski
2: you're listening to the conservative crusader this is the conservative crusader
0: Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Joining us now is a friend of the program and a friend of mine. He's an Air Force veteran, a recently vindicated, we'll get to that in a second, a nuclear energy executive and a 2022 Republican nominee for Congress in Ohio's 9th District. J.R. Majewski is joining us now, fresh off of his vindication victory lap. Uh, J.R., welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Thanks, Josh. I'm doing pretty good.
0: Well, I'm doing glad. Glad to hear that, and you have great reason to be doing pretty good. Uh, so some backstory for the audience. We saw a major attack come out from the Associated Press during your last campaign, uh, slandering your military service, saying you weren't a combat fa- uh, veteran, etc. Uh, that caused the NRCC to pull out funds, the RNC to, to completely just abandon you. Um, we all know the story. But just a few days ago, your records were updated, and it shows that you were not lying about your service. You did not lie, and the AP actually lied. What are your thoughts for this entire process and how do you feel now?
1: Well, I think it's an example of how the, you know, our political parties Be it. I think it more stems from the Democratic Party, but just how political operatives and the political parties will do anything that they have to do to stay in power. And that that does not exclude disparaging veterans and and uh, going after their credibility and their service. You know, they say in politics, when they don't have anything against you, they'll make something up. And that's certainly what they did. Um, in my circumstance,
0: they absolutely did. So they went into detail and claimed that, um, you you weren't a combat veteran, which I don't know how they can classify that based on whatever example they had. Um, but your, your record's been vindicated in a technical sense. Mm -hmm. The media hasn't came back and walked this back any, the associated press uh, articles still on their website. Um, so, so what's your next move?
1: Well, I've been considering filing a lawsuit. Um, you know, it's been kind of a whirlwind ever since the news came out. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of talk about it in, you know, locally here. The the local news has all picked it up, and, and they, they've essentially um, acknowledged that, you know, they made, they made a mistake by, you know, kind of telling the line for the Associated Press. But, you know, it, it's just going to depend. I've got, you know, I've got uh, potential political aspirations to get back into the race for Ohio nine. And um, you know, I'm I'm just kinda taking a day at a time. Um and I've waited a year and worked a little bit less than a year now, um, to, to fight this and, and get my record straight. So, you know, patience for me is the virtue and um you know the truth is gonna come out and it'll always come out. And, and this is just a this is just one step I think in in telling the true tale of what, what happens here politically in the ninth district of Ohio, but then also you know, what happens in, in the halls of uh, federal Congress.
0: So we'll get to your congressional run in just a second, sir. I'd love to see you hop back into that race. Um, but we see President Trump, he's going to be president again uh, very soon. You're good in energy, you're good in the nuclear field. I mentioned this on the program the other day. I think you should be an energy appointee in the administration. I think that'd be a great role for you, just putting that in your radar and your scope, Just just my two cents in that regard. Um, so you were defeated in 2022, obviously, because they lied about you. You were on track to beat Marcy, who's been in Congress for 40 years. Um, she's up again next year, obviously. the Republican nomination is still pretty up in the air. Uh, what are your thoughts on the field thus far?
1: Well, I think we have, you know, there were three candidates. You had Dan Wolczynski, Steve Lankanow, and Craig Riedel. And, um, you know, they, they they were Craig and, and or excuse me, Steve Lankanow and Dan Wolczynski kind of were new to politics. I believe they were both mayors at one point in time, but, uh, you know, they got in the race. They did a pretty good job. They, <laughs> they speak very eloquently. They, they understand the district. They both grew up here. Um, but then you have, you know, Republican leadership that has decided that they were going to uh, make a play in the primary and they came out and, uh, endorsed Craig Riedel, which, you know, I would argue. And so would others that, you know, when I dropped out of the race because of my mother's health, um, there, there was. Uh, an effort to make sure that I didn't get back in the race. And then, you know, I, I was invited to watch the sound of freedom, which you came with me to, to do at uh, Bedminster. And it wasn't uh, maybe 24 to 48 hours after um, we were at Bedminster with president Trump that, uh, you know, the news came out that they were endorsing. So I think it was a, it was an attempt to to demotivate me if I was to get back in, but I don't, I don't think they realize that I'm not scared of them. And uh, so as far as the field goes, you know, I, I don't think that any of the candidates so far have the the gumption to defeat Marcy Capter. Craig Greedle is is extremely far right in some of his positions. Um, this is a union district, and you can't be a you can't be a guy that that wants to break the unions when you want to represent the the district that makes the Jeep. Right? Uh, it's just not it's not going to work. And Craig has also taken some pretty pretty hard stances following the line of the Republican party who's obviously, as you know, failed pretty hard with issue one. So I see Marcy, you know, putting together a pretty good list of, uh, of attacks against Craig based on his voting record alone, let alone the fact that he's not a very personable guy. and Not many people, you know, can, can relate to him. He he just doesn't, he doesn't represent the, the true, true blue collar people. Here in the ninth district, like
0: I do. I'm not really sure what his background was before he decided to run for office, but he seems just like a politician to me. I want to go back a second. Forty-eight hours after the Sound of Freedom screening is when they endorsed uh, the leadership endorsed Craig Riedel. I, I yeah. didn't realize yep. that was the timing of it. So they they see her around the president, they see her in his orbit. They obviously, I don't think McCarthy wants him back in office, or or any real conservative or any le- leader in Washington wants him back in office. So they saw that, they saw the power, and they saw the two best men in politics, in my opinion, you and President Trump, in the room. And they decided to endorse someone who might be running against you, and you're not even in the race. That's how right. afraid of you they are. Um, so if you hop back in, obviously uh, you had the, the kind of devastating defeat last cycle. Um, mm-hmm. How are you going to come back from that? Even though your record's been vindicated, you have sort of an, a defamed name at this point. Um, do you think you can come back?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, the, like I said, the, the local news here, um, the little blade has never been a a friend of the Republican party. And as you saw with the, 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 you know, the, the article that they wrote about me last week or, or this, just this past Sunday, they, they were pretty open and honest about, you know, about me and, and, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't hide any details, right. They were, they were pretty forthcoming. So, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I think they realize that, you know, I was, I was mistreated and there's opportunity for me to get a lot of free media. And, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I, I know from hearing, there's been people that, you know, have felt a little bit guilty for, for believing in, in all the propaganda. And I've received numerous phone calls of people saying, Hey, you know, I apologize. And I didn't even realize they'd believe it, you know, but they, they still reached out to me and, and said, look, I apologize for, you know, believing in the story and still voted for you, you know, or what have you, but, you know, um, they, they just wanted to show their their appreciation for me sticking in and fighting it out and uh, being honest. So, you know, I think there's definitely an element of, you know, sympathy, I guess you could say for, for people, maybe understanding what I went through, but also, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, tied in the polls with, with a 40 year incumbent after, you know, she had spent, millions of dollars attacking me on other crazy things um you know and i i hadn't really i hadn't bought any media up to that point and so uh you know that said i think there's there's an opportunity for me to to get back in and and, and really you know put question to anything marcy puts out i mean it's going to be hard for her, her to attack me when she's you know it's, it's proven that she spent you know, over ten million dollars lying about me—it's it, really going to. It would really dent her credibility. So anything and everything she said against me would, uh, I think, would would fairly draw a lot of scrutiny. Jeremy, and no other no other Republican's going to have that um going to have that weapon at their at their disposal.
0: Absolutely. Jr. Majewski is with us at J.R. Majewski over on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. So if you do hop back in, I, I want you back on the show as soon as possible because we need someone uh, good in Congress, someone that will stand with the uh, the freedom, uh, not really the Freedom Caucus is kind of dead at this point, but the actual conservatives in Congress help lead that charge uh, for the Trump movement in 2025 in the Congress after he's reelected and and I, I got to say, hopefully you're in Congress, man. I mean, I know we're friends, and I want to I wanna see you in there. Uh, J.R. Majewski, uh, thank you for hopping on with us. Where can people find you?
1: Oh, you can find me on X at uh, J.R. Majewski. Still have my website up at jr4ohio.com. I'm on all other forms of social media. Uh, J.R. Majewski, just search for me there, and you'll find me.
0: So true. Thank you for joining me, sir, and we'd love to have you on again.
1: All right, brother. Thank you for having me, and you'll hear from me again. You know you will.
0: Yes, sir. Derek Majewski, back after this here on the program.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
0: Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh you can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give this program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected but anything to keep us on the air helps thank you folks and now back to the conservative crusader back my friends this is the conservative crusader glad to be with you as well uh, today if you enjoy that interview with jerry majuski make sure you share it to all your friends the direct interviews available on rumble and youtube uh at some point and you can also share the podcast we appreciate that bigly and we appreciate you all joining us today that's our uh, our bumper at this point because we're going now into this funny story uh politico asked 2024 candidates to pick the songs that stir their souls. Um, So obviously not every candidate responded because it's a goofy, goofy uh, question. It really is stupid. Um, So they asked for 20 questions. Did not ask, uh, not every candidate that provided answers provided 20 questions. Um, Chris Christie, uh, Nikki Haley, Vivek, Will Hurd, Larry Elder, Asa Hutchinson... Uh, Cornel West provided questions. I'm not even sure who Cornel West is. Never heard the name. Um, But we've got some interesting songs on this list. So uh, I introduced uh, with Larry Elder's number one song, My Girl by The Temptations. Let's start at the very bottom with this Cornel West dude. Um, So he has Love Supreme by John Coltrane. All right. Um, Caravan of Love by the Isley Brothers.
2: Uh,
0: Respect by Aretha Franklin. No, I can get down to this song. Um, and then one more song, Mississippi, something. I'm not sure I don't how to pronounce that. Something tells me he's not a serious candidate. All right, uh, Asa Hutchinson added a lot of songs I've never heard of before. We're not going to go through every single co- song here. I'm a big fan of this one. Out, touching
2: me, touching you. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, that's
0: one of his on the list. Um, so Larry Elder actually contributed 20. He has quite a few good ones on their My Girl, obviously. Um, oh, and we're not, we're not loading in. Oh, wrong, wrong slider. That's why.
3: Yeah. Ooh, yo. Going back to going back to
0: it's fun just to just have an excuse to play music for the whole, pro- <laughs> the whole, whole program as well as quite a few more. Let's move into some serious candidates. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy is not le- learning his lesson. He was actually sent a cease and desist letter from uh, Eminem for rapping his songs on the campaign trail. Uh, number one on his list. And that's Lose Yourself by Eminem. Number one on his list. He uh, also has some Fallout Out Boy. If we can get that. That one's not playing. There we go. Mixed in with some Imagine Dragons, which is Believer here. Actually a couple Imagine Dragons songs on this playlist. And then right in the middle of it all. Which I can appreciate the last one a little better. So Nikki Haley obviously is a lot of a lot of just random stuff, you know. I love rock and roll by by Joanne Jett. She's a Darius Rucker fan. Apparently, she has a couple songs from Hootie and the Blowfish on here, as well as just his country music. Uh, I'm a big fan of this song she's got on here. I'm, wanna, I'm not going
1: to lie. That's
0: Fast Car by Luke Combs. Um, quite the quite the playlist here, and we're going to wrap this segment up of the program. Or this this part. Oh no, I haven't even gotten to Chris Christie's playlist. Uh, I think all of them are whatever you hear in a Chris Christie Cream um, restaurant. <laughs> So there's Nikki Haley's playlist. One more song on here I see is Take Me to Church by uh, Hozier. It's a good sounding song, but there's a message back there I don't quite think she realizes. Uh, All right, really quickly here, Chris Christie has a lot of just old stuff. Uh, Bon Jovi, Billy Joel, uh, Coldplay's on here, Uh, Elton John is on here, Tom Petty. Nothing wrong with them, of course. Uh, the police. You don't have to put
3: on the red light.
0: I mean, all all that kind of stuff. So that's that's the twenty twenty four candidates' playlists, if if you care at all. I see Taylor Swift on the photo. I don't see her uh, on any of them, but I must have missed. And I think we'll be all right. Although technically, according to a Twitter rumor, we were date. Oh, Will Hurd. Will Hurd has Taylor. <laughs> Will Hurd. <laughs> We act like Will Harris is a serious candidate. No one actually does. Um, all right, friends. L- I'll link the whole article in the show notes below if you're interested in that for whatever reason. I have to say, I think that Chris Christie might have had the best playlist. I hate to say it, although Nikki Haley's up there, and I hate to say that too. It sounds terrible. Um, but let's hop into a scarier story, shall we? Uh, Kamala Harris says that she's ready to step into the role of president assuming that she would have to take over if Biden was unwell. So there's a, a two-minute clip here. Let's let's just play the clip. Do we have the clip? The clip is buffering, and now it's playing an ad. It's so over, friends. Um, so she said during an interview Wednesday uh, that she was ready to fulfill her constitutional duty to assume the presidency. Uh, should President Biden be unable to govern her as questions swirl around his health and age? Um... So he's 80, turning 81 in November, continues to be the oldest serving president in U.S. history. Do Right have that clip, why don't we not have the clip? So true. There we go. One Thank issue you, for voters Trump. in the upcoming Here election is
1: President Biden's age. An AP poll recently showed that 77 percent of Americans and 69 percent of Democrats uh, believe he's too old for a second term. Uh, do you think he's ready to serve as president until he's 86 and somebody who works with them? You know, have you seen changes in recent years?
3: First of all, let me say that our president has been an extraordinary leader who has accomplished things that previous presidents—and
0: the clip's pausing. We got it.
3: Hoped and dreamed and promised they would do and did not achieve. Do a little trolling. You remember that whole thing about infrastructure week? Joe Biden, under his leadership and because of his leadership, passed the most substantial infrastructure law in recent American history, which is transformative in terms of what it is currently in the process of doing to build back up America's infrastructure, whether it be roads and bridges. We're ensuring that all families have access to affordable, high-speed internet. We do a little trolling. So what we must do to make sure that people have the ability to just get where they need to go. And we, we will create trolling. the jobs in the process. We have created, under Joe Biden's leadership, over 800,000 manufacturing jobs right here in the United no, no, States. No, you didn't.
0: Can I, can I, can I do a, a full clip button for that?
2: We one? do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling.
0: The jobs aren't created by Joe Biden, friends.
3: We have created 13 million new jobs we do a under Joe Biden's leadership. So, yes, I see him every day. A substantial amount of time we spend together is in the Oval Office where I see how his ability to understand issues and weave through complex issues in a way that no one else can to make smart and important decisions on behalf of the American people have played out. We do a little and trolling. So we do a little trolling. I will trolling. say to you, that I think the American people ultimately want to know that their president delivers and Joe Biden delivers.
1: So true. Uh, the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role, you know, if necessary.
0: And we're going to end the clip there. That's kind of what we, we play, played the clip for, but I'm just tired of hearing her talk. Uh, she She's great at the word How do we have the Trump uh, Kamala Harris impression clip? Cause that was a funny moment of the Trump Tucker interview. We'll get it for you and play it after the break. Let me find it really quickly here. If we can check the records, we don't have it apparently. We'll get it during the break for you. Oh, yes, we do. We we got. He it. has some bad
2: moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse actually. Yeah. But, she seems
1: pretty senile too.
2: She speaks in uh, in rhyme. So true. It's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. and in rhyme? What you? Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here and then the bus will go there because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. He has some bad moments. Her moments are... And the clip keeps
0: playing. I love Twitter. Uh, anyways, friends, that's, um, that's that. So Kamala Harris, the fact that she's even considered in the running for, for president in any way or she's even that close to the presidency... I forget she's vice president because she's so irrelevant. But we can't have her anywhere near the White House, friends. Absolutely not. Uh, That's another thing uh, for President Trump in 2024. We can't have her near the White House. That's why you need to support someone who can win, like President Trump. All right, friends, back after this, here on the Red Future Radio Network.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
0: friends welcome back this is the conservative crusader segment four gonna wrap it up here uh, shortly for the program Uh, a quick programming note not really sure about the state of the program for friday um i will be attending the ohio republican party state central committee meeting so i'm not too sure whether or not i will be able to do a program those meetings are very uh, versatile with their lengths sometimes they're done very quickly sometimes they last until 6 p.m., obviously, I'm not entirely sure. But I hope to get at least one interview with a state or committee member while I'm there, and we'll put that out on the next available program. Also working to get some congressmen uh, through the show. So if you uh, know a congressman, you work on a staff, message me uh, on Twitter or email me, josh at gopjosh.com. All right, friends, really quickly here, we were talking last segment about Kamala Harris being so close to the White House and the fact that she can't talk.
2: We do do a little trolling, it's called. We do a little trolling.
0: And so we were talking about that. And polls are showing that she's not going to be close to the White House come 2025. And it also kind of leads to the theory that Trump actually did win the 2020 election when you look at the polling, because you have to screw up really bad as he's done to lose so much support over the last 3 years. Um but it has been done. Gas prices are outrageous at this point across the country and across um everywhere. And so it's just kind of wild. Um so an MSNBC analyst says there's one Biden poll that's freaking him out and begs uh, Democrats to panic. Um so MSNBC's Donnie Dushitz, douche. Dushette. Anyways, Donnie Douche, I'm sure going to say dushed, uh, said Wednesday on Morning Joe on MSNBC that the newly released Wall Street Journal poll on fr- President Biden freaking him out uh, and says that Democrats need to start instilling fear into voters. Uh, the poll found Trump leading Biden by 11 points on the question of who had a better record Uh, Trump also led Biden by 10 points in perceived mental fitness to hold office. 58% of respondents said the economy has gotten worse over the past two years, uh, with the majority disapproving of Biden handling of the economy. The poll surveyed 1,500 registered voters between the uh, 24th and 30th and a 2.5% margin of error. Uh, uh, Scarborough, noted a recent substack by Joe Klein, said that the Democrats feel a growing sense of frustration As they desire more energy from Biden, Klein also said Biden's key appeal seems to be that he's not Trump. Uh, Biden is a ghost of what the country needs right now, and a lot of Democrats, Willie, are saying, in fact, most Democrats, let's be honest, are saying, in panic mode, American democracy is on the line, uh, Scarborough said. We really want to just cross our fingers and hope for the best. Uh, Willie Geist then said that while age remains a question for Biden, the alternative alternative to him is unclear. Uh, Geist then complains that the Wall Street Journal poll should Americans think Trump has a better list of accomplishments. And by eight points has a better f- vision for the future than Joe Biden. All he does is talk about an election that happened three years ago. So that is, um, that is just wow. I didn't see that poll until just now, or when I was uh, preparing for the program. But that that really tells you that we are in good shape as a country. It might not look like it, but I truly believe that the twenty twenty um for election is going to be the last election. I hate to say it, but let's be real. I'm I'm freaked out that the Democrats are freaking out because we're not taking this seriously yet as a party. The, the Democrats are coalescing around Biden or finding someone to replace him quickly. Uh, the party, the voters, have coalesced around Donald Trump. Uh, the voters are not paying and not paying attention to the primary, but the party is not paying to put Trump on the air and making sure that the message of the Republican Party, that is Donald Trump's message, is accessed by the people, accessed by those listening uh, to TV, through advertisements, through the methods that need to be done. Uh, They're not paying attention to that, folks. Uh, And so when you think about sending a check to the RNC or you think about any of that, remember that the Democrats are already freaking out and already coalescing behind their candidate. And we're still having fake primaries to make uh, Ron DeSantis seem like he's wasted his money and make it worthwhile. Um, It's a shame. It really is. We don't have a country. And we're not going to if we don't win soon. So we need to win bigly. Get her done. Support Trump. And by the way, still no policy. Oh, there is a policy page. Okay. So Ron DeSantis made a policy page finally. On his website. We've been pushing him for a while. He finally did it. It's a tab. This is such a bad website. Goodness. Jesus Lou. Such a bad website. Oh, he only has three things. Stop the invasion. Mission first. And de-c- declaration of an economic independence. That's it. That's all they've got. And they ask you to buy a t-shirt. Wow, oh, terrible policy page. Fake primary. Not really worth our time. Um, but that's going to be it for the program today. Make sure you follow Jeremy Juski on Twitter. He will be the top link in the show notes below. Uh, And we will be back with you all, hopefully, on Friday. But no guarantee, uh, my friend. If not, we'll be back Monday with some, hopefully, a big interview uh, coming here very soon. All right, friends. See you all next time here on the program. GOP Josh 20 on Twitter. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned.
2: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.